Hey everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Battle of the Atom. This is your weekly X-Men podcast where we rank every story from A to Z. I'm Adam. And I'm Zach and Adam. Uh, how you, how you doing on this? Where are you? Tuesday? I can't see you. What's going on? Everyone Look, seems to be lost. I put an <laughs> SOS to the world, and I just hope that someone finds my message in a bottle. <laughs> Oh man, uh, all the X-Men there are, are completely lost and we, we need to search and hunt for them this week. So many ding-dang X-Men are just, they're not here this week. And do you know why, Adam? I, well, I'm assuming it's because somebody requested that we uh, hunt them down and, and search for them. It is. It's because Dave Boca went on over to patreon.com slash Xavier Files and said, Brothers, brothers, I'd like you, I'd like you to talk about those X-Men's, and I want you to talk about the times when the X-Men lost each other, but they had to find each other yet again. And I think that's an emotionally cathartic moment that all of us need to experience during these Rona times, which we are still in. They can't just find each other, though. They have to hunt each other and or Or search search for each other. You can search. Yeah. You could search or you can hunt. We're going to do two hunts and one search. Well, let's see. There's going to be two hunts. There's going to be one search. Uh, there's also going to be uh, some things that are lost, uh, some ends that are dead. There's going to be a lot of things that we go over on this hunt. Yes, yes. Which hunt uh, should we start with? Uh, the first hunt that we're going to talk about today is the hunt for Xavier. This took place during Uncanny X-Men. Uh, what was it? Shoot. Uncanny 362 to 364, and then regular adjectiveless X-Men 82 to 84. Uh, it's written by Steve Seagal and Joe Kelly, uh, with art by Chris Bachelot, Adam Kubert, and Laniel Francis Yu. Yeah, we've got a, a pretty solid art lineup here. Um, and it's I, pretty good. It's a pre- this is a pretty good art team. Yeah. I mean, bouncing back and forth between uh, between Chris and, and Adam is, is fun stuff, I think. Oh, you like that? You, you like that, Adam? It seems I like do. you'd like that. I like that. <laughs> I do. What I like less is that, um, for narrative reasons, that the hunt for Xavier leads uh, two separate branches of this team to split up and go off to opposite ends of the Earth to have separate yeah, stories really that do. only resolve in the last issue. I'm not as fond of that. Yeah, it's a weird search uh, in that it starts out in one issue and everyone's together and then they split up and you know you never split the party. It's rule. It's it's in the Dungeon Master's Guide 101. Don't split the party. But yet they split the party. Uh, One team goes to San Francisco uh, to Alcatraz because they found they found two different readings of where Xavier might be. Two. One of them in Alcatraz, the other one in Russia. Uh, What's what's the made-up country? (laughs) Tenajadegistan? I mean, it's somewhere in Russia. What do they call it? It's so fake. It's Tajikistan. 
I think that might actually be a real region in Russia. Region in Russia, Adam. I think it might be bad. Tajikistan is a mountainous landlocked country in Central Asia, and I am a terrible human being. Yeah, that's a real place, my dude. (laughs) I'm I'm sitting here, I'm like, hold on, wait. No, I, this, that one's real. Please forgive me when they get there. There's some sort of like ice town there. It's like frozen. Yes. yes. They do go to a magical frozen underground village. Yes. um, Where they're confronted by a mysterious Cerebro. Because this is a follow up to that time Cerebro had its own X-Men team. Yes, and there's not just one Cerebro either. Uh, there are these cere- Cerebrites. Cerebrites. So we, we get Cerebrite Alpha and Cerebrite Beta, and we also get Cerebro. Uh, it's a lot of nanite-infested something or other. <laughs> robots. They're robots. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, and uh, the, the two Xavier signatures, one of them is coming from a tiny little girl. Yeah, that little girl, I honestly don't. I don't. What was her deal? Because I've read this. I don't understand what her deal was. She was like uh, holding Xavier's powers for him because he gave them up. Yeah, they hung out and Xavier kind of like said, here, take my gift. And uh, we later, the two of them, she gives them back. And then we, I don't think, do we see her ever again? Uh, does she? I don't know. Is this a Sapna situation? Yeah, she disappears (laughs) for a good long time, and that's fine. Uh, Xavier Xavier is okay uh, while they search for him. He's hanging out with the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, uh, which, this is a weird team. It's Blob is leading it. Uh, Toad's Toad's there for emotional support, we think. Uh, Speaking in rhyme, um, he's he's Dr. Seussing it up a little bit. Yeah, that one's weird. Uh, Yeah. So Toad's there also. Uh, who Post? You remember Post from Onslaught? I don't. This is my <laughs> first time with Post because I still have yet to read all of Onslaught. But Post is sort of like um, just this big pile of discs that can turn into guns, right? Yeah, he's a he's a living arsenal. That's Post's deal. Cool, cool. Uh, and then, you know, Pyro's around too. It's a whole thing. It's a weird cast. Well, well Py- Pyro is out of control. Pyro is is having uh, some some major issues with his legacy virus um, that for I guess stem back to I, I that part was very loosey goosey for me as to he seems to be haunted by Xavier. Um, th- did you catch what was going on with him aside from no, him it just made making no like sense. really cool fire demons that attack Colossus? Yeah, yeah Chris Pachalo's art in this is is very good. He makes very good fire demons, uh, and that's a lot of fun to deal with here. Uh, less good, again, is the plot. I mean, this was... So, some backstory on this. The Kelly Seagal runs got preemptively canceled or revamped. Uh, they were doing their own thing after Scott Lobdell uh, that was great, but some people don't appreciate Maggot. I don't know why, because uh, he's amazing. Uh, but they did completely cancel that run. Uh, brought back all the new care, all the old characters y'all loved, and Kelly and Seagal just had nothing in the tank, and they walked, and then they made Ben Ten, so they have all the money in the world. Uh, <laughs> look, they do. 
I and and praise be. Uh, I just I like this lineup. Um, I think one of the things that's really cool in this lineup is Marrow gets a, a really nice spotlight in uh yeah. especially her conversations with wolverine she just she is stymied as to why everybody thinks professor xavier is such a cool guy like i love she just that does she's not like, get it he, he sucks guys <laughs> yeah, right he, he's an old white dude he sucks why why do you guys like him so much he sucks right and she keeps going back to the idea of like you know her memories as a morlock and this mm-hmm. guy never came to help us so why do you think he's so cool and I, I guess by the end of the story she's like yeah i guess he's all right but he's fine i i guess i i mean this is uh the, the story is resolved by teaching Cerebro the value of human life. Look, the story leaves a lot to be desired. Well, um, we also get that lineal U uh, fill-in art, which does not... It's early U, and it does not live up to uh, his later work, so... It doesn't live up to the stuff he's currently doing in X-Men, which is pretty good. Uh, has some trouble with some faces... Um, but now it's great. Like he can just draw apocalypse as a big man with a sword and be like crucible. (laughs) And that's fun. Yeah. I mean, he's not, he's definitely not the artist that uh, we know in 2020. Um, and it's clearly like rushed. So the end of this story does get, does get kind of smushed together. Um, which is a shame because, Adam Kubert especially is doing some of his fun experimental stuff where Oh, he um, has he has a great section in here. Yeah, there's this whole reality warping thing where Nina sort of sends the that part of the team into um sort of like Laffy Taffy land and uh, <laughs> they, well I guess he switches over to the colored pencils. Um I'm not sure what materials he's using there, but we've seen that effect in his other work like Origin. Um and uh, the Wolverine Spidey thing that we we did not mm-hmm. too long ago, um, or maybe that was long ago. I don't know. So anyway, there's Look, stuff time, here that time doesn't exist anymore. No, no, it doesn't. I I think it's a Tuesday, but uh... I think I think. <laughs> uh, but there is stuff to enjoy here, and even though I think it's a bit of a mess, you know, like just by nature of those two teams being on separate storylines and then having to converge and then it all kind of like just being rushed to the end. It, it, it doesn't feel as cohesive as it probably could have, but mm-hmm. um, I would recommend it wholly on just going back and seeing Chris and Adam's art. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I think we're discounting how bad the plot is because it's nonsense, uh, but we should, we have, we have a way to determine this. Was that, hold on. Hmm. I just yes. heard some, was it, was that some ASMR content? <laughs> Listen to that. Feel those crinkle tinkles up your neck. That's my lemonade. <laughs> incredible. Uh, that's incredible. Much like our incredible list of all the X-Men stories that have ever existed, ranked from best to worst, we have 363 on our list. Did you know that last week, did you catch it? It was a secret uh, bonus Easter egg where Zach screwed up on what the 90s are in a circle. It's 090, 180, 270. I don't know how I got that one so wrong. That's uh, And then obviously 360, yes. 
Hey, I mean, um, I, I didn't realize that Tajikistan was a real country. So uh, yeah, who's the, that one's who's worse. the moron that today? One's worse. That <laughs> that hurts real. That hurts real listeners in our, our listeners European. in Tajikistan are going to be very angry at me. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong too. Uh, so, uh, what's on this list? Uh, the number one story on this list is the Dark Phoenix Saga. Uh, the number one hundred story on this list is Captain. Er, no, it's not. It's Uncanny X Men. Acts of Vengeance. There we go. I threw myself off there. Right <laughs> under that's the time that uh, Magneto threw Captain... Or Magneto threw Wolverine... Uh, Magneto threw Red Skull into a hole. Okay, sorry. I've been saying that so long, I thought I had it right. No, uh, we finally two. usurped that uh, last week. 200 is... Uh, the Invisible Woman has vanished uh, mm-hmm. from X-Factor... Uh, which we are not talking about this week. Uh, 300 is Spider-Man Team-Up number one, a comic that I cannot tell you much about, even though I've read it multiple times. Uh, and number 363 is the Draco, which is bad. It's terrible. It's not good, and we should not think about it, because <laughs> it makes my brain hurt a lot. Where was the... Because uh, the the... Issue leading into this with uh, Cerebro's made-up X-Men kind of got a recent, like, flurry of attention recently because uh, Steve Orlando tweeted about it. Right? Uh, that flurry of attention came from you and you alone, I want to be clear. But yes, that's at 246. <laughs> I'm a flurry. Uh, okay, what's that at? I'm sorry, 236? 246. Uh, do you like this better or worse than Children of the Atom? I think I, uh, I think I like it better. Is it better than two thirty six, The Skinning of Souls? Uh, that's an interesting See? comparison because they're both kind of like messy, like that, right? Like they juggling are. multiple plot lines and not really carrying it. Uh, Speaking of messy, is it better or worse than Quanin at two forty? Uh, the Quanin arc of Fabianciesa's X Men. I mean, for as messy as the Quanon arc is, I mean, okay, here's what I will say. I think that the artwork in this particular story, Hunt for Xavier, is better than the Andy Kuber art in X-Men Volume 2, 20 to 23. But mm-hmm. I don't think the story is as um, interesting and or like consequential. Okay, Other than here's that. Xavier. He's back. Took is us six issues. Than- is it better than X-Men Kingbreaker, which is right below that? Uh, which is that time when Vulcan put Havoc into a prison? I would say y- yes. I think I would rather revisit Hunt for Xavier than Kingbreaker. What do you think? I think that this is our new number 241. All right. The Hunt for Xavier. Nice. Yeah, isn't it nice that we can come together and agree on these things? <laughs> well, we've we've gotten through our first hunt uh so now we're gonna do a search we're gonna do where's yeah. waldo yeah we're gonna do a search for cyclops uh this is x-men the search for cyclops one through four uh it is a weird story written by joe harris with pencils by tom rainey hey adam hey hey adam <laughs> um, yeah 
I know you weren't reading comics when this came out. Do you have context for this? I just want to know if you have context for this one, buddy. Well, it, it, in the series defense, it does give you a little bit of uh, of context in that... Oh, I have context. I want to know if you have context. Well, Cyclops uh, took the bullet uh, from Apocalypse taking over X-Man's body. And wait, so, wait, what? What? Yes, Nate Gray? What? We got an X-Man update. Uh, X-Man has not appeared since the end of Age of X-Man. This concludes your X-Man update. He's still hanging out in that trolley car with uh, Splinter Magneto. Um, Yeah, he's just hanging. Yeah, so Cyclops uh, sacrificed himself and now kind of wakes up amnesiac style on a shipping boat. Having dreams As he is of, want to do. I guess. Uh, he does like ending up on boats. And uh, he's having these dreams about uh, uh, ancient Egyptian apocalypse uh, slaughtering people. So, yeah. He's been bonded with apocalypse at this point. Uh, which just has... I tell you what. It's got that clan Akaba. All. <laughs> they are all messed up because of it. Uh, Osmandius... Uh, who you may know from his very good poem, is here. Uh, he wants this to get fixed. Blacksmith, uh, who's Cable's weird alien friend, does not like it and does want Cable to say, hey, you're going to have to kill your dad. Like, you know that, right? Like, you're going to have to kill your dad. Jean Grey, who's not a member of Clan Akaba, is not happy about this and wants to find her husband. Uh, there's a new character named Anias, who's a cat lady. Uh, yeah, she, like cat predator lady, like uh, she's, weird. She's a cat t- lady. Like <laughs> she's a. I assume she also likes cats, but in a very real sense, she does try and uh, turn into a cat several times and succeeds a lot. Really, yeah. Uh, and do we mention Cable is tagging along with Jean Grey as well uh, with his uh, scimitar? And uh, they're being led around by Ozymandias. Uh, I really hate Cable's costume in this era. This is like... this is this is a Lanil oh, Francis U original. Um, he's this is Cable when he decided to join the X Men for the first time. Uh, in all reality, and the problem with him joining the X Men is that he looked silly. Oh, um, he sure he's... does. He looks very silly. Yeah, he looks real silly, actually. Yeah, Cable shouldn't wear, like, a head sock like this uh, that, like, covers his one eye. It's not a good look. Yeah, he's he's wearing he's wearing a mask uh, in honor of his missing father. Okay, I guess. Uh, anyway, the, the two of them I mean, do that's, s- that's, no, that's his explicitly stated reason in a different <laughs> comic. That's really why he's doing it. I mean. Um, is it a good look? No, it is not. No, no, it is not. And uh, the two of them do succeed in tracking uh, Cyclops down. But we have to spend the majority of this uh, four-issue mini just following Cyclops around in this, like, very boring... uh, You know, he's hanging out with the crew of the shipping container. Uh, The only highlight for me is that Blacksmith hired the uh, Dark Rider Gauntlet to try and kill Cyclops. That part's pretty funny. I forgot Gauntlet was in it. I forgot Gauntlet was in this, and I laughed the entire time, because Gauntlet (laughs) does suck. He's he's a uh, World of Warcraft-ass-looking orc man with a big gun. 
Yeah, in a cape. He's not and good. He says, top of the morning to you at some point for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, he's an inhuman, which means he's bad. Uh, so we don't like him. No, no. Uh, and I, I did not enjoy this very much. Um, we do hey. get to a point where Psych becomes a Cyclops. It's Adam, weird. can I give you... Can I give you We'll get to that in a second. Can I give you some gauntlet trivia? Ooh, gauntlet trivia. Yes, please. You know you know the X-Men villain, Mesmero? Yes. Uh, Mesmero has theorized that Gauntlet is an obsessive fan of the 1977 film The Gauntlet and named himself after this film per Alpha Flight Volume 2, Number 4, a comic <laughs> I will probably never read. Okay. And a comic that I'm shocked that Gauntlet... From the Dark Riders is in. <laughs> Gauntlet's in surprising number of comics. I mean, given how silly he is, and he's basically just like uh, a doodle from Will's Portachio. Like he, he... He's not even the worst... Ga- he's not even the best worst Dark Rider, because the best worst Dark Rider is Tusk. Tusk. Who's a dude with a little dude that Boop. pops out of his back. Boop. Pops out. He's it's got great. little dudes. Yeah. He's got little... He's a little, he's a little dude machine. He's a little uh, uh, ivory uh, master mold situation there. Just pooping those little guys out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I just feel like this drags so much, especially in like Oh, it's the, boring. Yeah, there's not much going on. Ozymandias is boring. Um, there's no real stakes. You know, it's like, oh, Cyclops is part apocalypse. I mean, you just kind of assume that he'll beat it, right? I, yeah, I, no one was no one was thinking that he was going to stay apocalypse. Uh, no, it wasn't going to be a stay apocalypse, which is a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, this is no like Dark Angel saga where you're like, oh, okay, stakes. Like this yeah, is for real. No. What are the stakes uh, here? Like Cyclops looks kind of funny. The stakes are clearing the table so that uh, Grant Morrison can come in and do X Men good for the first time in very many years. Sure, uh, that's that's what the stakes are. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I don't think the art does it any favors either. I mean, I, I've uh, liked Tom Rainey's stuff in, in certain phases of his career, but I, I mm-hmm. don't particularly love the style that he's using here. It kind of tones down a lot of the eccentricities, which I, I like about his artwork, especially in the 90s. Um, right. And this goes for more of a house style. It, and it doesn't really do the story any favors because it could probably use something a little bit more strange or exciting about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, this is, this is a disappointment. It's a cool concept that Cyclops is merged with apocalypse kind of, uh, but the execution's so bad that it makes the concept bad. Also, the apocalypse Cyclops design is very bad. Oh, I'm sorry, awful. Alan Davis, Alan, Alan, you're great. This one was, you missed, you missed buddy. No, he just kind of has this big old like rectangular hole in the front of his face, and it is just got a face hole. No, um, so not good. I think this. I think on our list, this is worse than the hunt for Xavier. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think this is worse you know than. An interesting comparison is the other Ozymandias story that we just talked about recently, which was Aurora Before the Storm, which I would also rather read than this. Yeah, I kind of agree with you there. I would rather read that than this one. Um, is it better or worse than 279 Extraordinary X-Men 1 through 5? I don't think it's as good as that. I mean, that at least has that Ramos art. That's pretty cool. 
It's got good Ramasard. Better or worse than the Muir Island Saga at 291? Ooh. Another boring story. <laughs> yeah, and that one really doesn't make any sense. However, the Muir Island Saga does have uh, some Portachio to sort of like lift it up in its uh, in its weakest spots. It has those couple of X-Factor issues. So I think I'd give that the slight edge. Is it? Hmm. It's better than Exiles 100 at 299. It is better than Exiles 100. Now, I don't know what this Alpha Flight issue is that, that that's you have on the, that's, that's the issue where uh, North Star comes out screaming. Oh, okay. Well, that at least has more significance. Uh, despite yeah, it. that one's better. Yeah. This can be 299, right? Perfect. I like that. That's a good place for it. Uh, if you haven't read this, you you could probably avoid it. it yeah, it's yeah. not going to do much. Honestly, guys, you. there's a lot. There's a lot in this era of X Men that's very bad. It's people argue this is the worst ever era of X Men. Is that exact time? I, if if it's like this, it's just flat. You know, it's like you left us oh, so that's bad why it's for the a worst. long time, and it's it, you come back to it and you wonder where all the bubbles went and. Well, they went up in the air. It's not that exciting. Uh, what is more exciting is what we're going to cover for our third story tonight. We're going hunting for a Wolverine. He disappeared for a while, and they made a lot of clones of him. <laughs> kind of like Superman did in the 90s, but he didn't sleep in a Kryptonian Matrix. He got woken up by a bad Greek goddess. Oh, thing. man. I have not sure. read Return of Wolverine since it came out. I think it was bad. I but never we're not read talking it. about that. No, we're not talking about that. What are we talking about? Because this is a heck of a lot of miniseries if we were to talk about all of it. So yeah, we're not no, talking so, about all of it. No, we are going to talk about what I think of as the core story here. And that is because Charles Soule wrote all of it. Uh, we're going to talk about Hunt for Wolverine Volume 1. We're going to talk about Hunt for Wolverine Weapon Lost. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about Hunt for Wolverine Dead Ends. Uh, so... Hunt for Wolverine, number one, is Charles Soule uh, with David Marquez. And uh, Pablo Sequeira uh, does a bit in there. Uh, Dead Ends uh, is Soule again with Ramon Rosanos. And then uh, Weapon Loss, which is the four-issue miniseries here, is Matteo uh, Bofagene, uh, who does the art there. There were three other series that spun out of this. Uh, Claws of the Killer, uh, Adamantium Agenda, and Mystery and Madripoor. Look, none of them are good. Well, and you can read Dead Ends and get a synopsis uh, in, on one page of everything that happened in all of them, including Turns a separate out, page. Turns out it was a lot of dead ends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you really could, you know, kind of pick your mini and still figure out what was going on if you hadn't read the rest of them. But what is lost? I'm glad I read this one because uh, this was one I read, uh think i read adamantium agenda and the madripoor one but I, I don't remember reading this one at the time and it's good I, I i think it's okay we're gonna have to get back to that one um <laughs> let's let's talk let's talk hunt for wolverine in general first uh the x-men find out that wolverine is not in his grave no uh and they want to go find him so mm-hmm. kate or kitty pride she goes by kate now and we should respect that but kitty at the time does go around and recruits Daredevil and Tony Stark uh, and the X-Men to go and hunt for Wolverine and find clues for him. 
Uh, this next one, uh, Weapons Lost, follows Daredevil's team. He uh, he gets Misty Knight, who's a good detective, and we like her. Uh, he also acquires Frank McGee, the inhuman detective. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> I don't usually like any inhuman, but like, I kind of loved him. He shows up read, on a... Did you read the Soul Inhuman stuff? No, is Frank McGee like a big part of that? He's a pretty major character in that. Okay. It's not my favorite. I'm sure I uh, wouldn't love it either. I don't usually like anything involving Inhumans, but... Uh, do, you know what, in, do you want to know what his alias is? Who? Frank McGee? Yeah, what his code name is? Yeah, what's his code name? Nur. N-U-R. Nur. Nur? That's pretty... Nur. Nerdy. <laughs> it's bad. That's <laughs> not great. Uh, so we've... Oh, oh, and we forgot the most important member of the Weapon Loss team, well, which they... is... What do they do here to uh, one of the fan-favorite New Mutants? Okay, so Doug Ramsey's in this one. Yes. Um, and Doug Ramsey's addicted to the internet. He ain't looking so good here, man. <laughs> okay, but when we say Doug Ramsey's addicted to the internet, we don't mean like he's checking Twitter more than he probably should for his no. mental health. I no. mean, he's a heroin addict who's gets off on phones yeah his fix is that smartphone and uh he is constantly being uh he needs to have it taken away from him um it is a hell of a premise to throw into this uh random miniseries it's the worst i hate it so much is it's bad is it worse than hold on a sec is it worse than cypher uh speaking binary code and and or speaking martial art body language like which is which one of these is the worst version of cypher knowing languages this one because the other one acted like cypher still i this mean this one's bad he's not this recognizable one, no. as cypher no. you're, you're absolutely one, right yeah this he, one's bad the other ones are very dumb too do not get it wrong those are stupid this one's bad it makes me a little upset I'm not even a big Cypher guy, but it turns out to make Cypher cool, you just have to be Jonathan Hickman and write him. And then people are like, oh, yeah, I guess we like Cypher now. He has a plant friend. <laughs> Give him a warlock arm and, uh, you know, let him be the just, let him be the sole communicator with the island they live on. I mean, like, that's a good way to go, right? Yeah, it's pretty good. That's um, a lot better. Anyway. We also run into Albert. Uh yeah, they think they're chasing Wolverine, uh, who is going on uh, a killing spree, and it turns out it is not. It is Albert. Uh, the Which also, and- Albert... Albert also wouldn't go on a killing spree. Albert's a good boy who cares about LCD. Well, that's what he's looking for. He's looking for LC, LCD. Uh, I love that. Are you getting it? Now that you say it out loud, are you getting, no, I, I, are you getting what LCD I, I've is? Always, I've gotten that joke. I just love it. I love that joke. Um... Uh, Larry Hama. Uh, Larry Hama. Genius mode right there. But um, yeah, so Albert is... Uh, do we do we figure out what Albert's deal is here? Why, why is he killing people? I forget. No. No. We don't. And we don't, that's right? why I don't like it. Because he shows up for the middle two issues and they're like, I guess that wasn't Wolverine. And then they go... Like, I don't know what else we're going to find. Oh, maybe that one random guy we interviewed was lying or something. Yeah, and then he blows up. Yeah, that's the whole thing. And you're like, oh, I wonder what Soteria is. 
Yeah, you know, nothing. it's a shame because the 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 story is treading water. It's kind of nonsense, um, but it's it has very nonsense. But yes, but the the general idea of having these characters together, aside from the problems with Cipher, we'll put that aside for a second. I do Thank like. You. Yeah, just take, move it on over. I like the the Misty McGee uh, Murdoch combo here. Um, going on detective adventures, that's fine. the The problem is there is no mystery here. Like, there's nothing really to solve, and Dead Ends just proves this one hundred percent all over again. Because as they start to recap what happened in each of these different miniseries, and it all turns out that it's the mastermind of like some lady in white with a that musical, we've never met with a musical note for a head. Um, and we, we don't get any explanation because we're told we got to immediately start reading return of Wolverine to find out what happens. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Like we're talking about zombies. We're talking about Albert. We're uh, talking about sinisters um, uh, catalog of the entire mutant race. I, a, uh, uh, what did that all have to do with each other? I, I don't know that it ever adds up to anything. You remember how the lead up to this was Wolverine appearing on post credit scenes in a lot of comics for right, a while? Right. Where is and where's Wolverine? Where's Wolverine? And you remember how the intro kickoff of all this from X-Men Le- or from Marvel Legacy was Wolverine fighting some frost giants and driving a beer truck and getting a uh, Infinity Stone, and then <sighs> giving that off at the beginning of the freaking Gary Duggan Infinity whatever wars or warps or whatever it was, and saying, never mind, Black Widow, I'm not going to be in this crossover anymore. You go do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you remember how none of that matters to any of this no. or to Return of Wolverine? Nope. Nope. It's all plot to get our money. <laughs> they want our money, Adam. That's what they put on. That's why they put out 16 issues of miniseries I mean, were irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. If you go through everything from uh, the death of Wolverine all the way through Wolverines and all of the spinoffs that came out in his death and then all through Hunt and all through Return. I mean, it's it's just an endless stream of nonsense that was it's unnecessary and was and you nailed it. It's just a cash grab. Like, there really was no need for any of this to happen. We spent a lot of episodes before we said they're just trying to get your money for this commercial endeavor they have. <laughs> I mean, and there are some interesting little things that happened, but they, they were at the end of... We didn't realize that, you know, like, the idea of there being a mole inside the X-Men. The, you know, the really the only lasting thing that's come out of this is the Betsy Braddock switch out of the Jim Zub series, and that was really kind of almost an afterthought in that series, too. I mean, I guess also Wolverine's around again. Oh, sure, but he doesn't have hot claws. <laughs> he doesn't have hot claws. Hot claws aren't in this story. We can't we can't get too distracted by hot claws right now. <laughs> All right. And and I'm going way outside of the parameters of what we're talking about for this particular uh way we've set this up. Um but I think I think the context on this one irrevocably informs our decision on it absolutely i I can't see a way it doesn't no and there's uh, i'll give it credit like um there is some really good marquez art in the first issue 
I love what um, is it Bafani? Um, what the the weapon lost art is great. Mm. It, it's a really good looking book. I, I like it He's a lot. A good hand. Yeah, and it fits the you know the the noir style that I think that Soul is trying to go after with his story. Um, I don't know if he's really successful, but um, the artwork is is fantastic. Um, Dead ends just kind of it feels a little more villainy. Um, you ever feel bad for Charles Soul that he's the second worst Daredevil writer since uh, the year nineteen ninety eight? I like he even I had have a not read his run. Daredevil arc, so I, I'm not sure. Mm. Uh, yeah, he, uh, I mean, look, he's, his Daredevil run's not bad. It has a weak ending and a weak beginning. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff to like in the middle, uh, but Daredevil's just been so good for so long that mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Man, Daredevil, yeah. It's a, it's you gotta a bring your run. A game. Yeah, everybody uh, that gets on that, uh, destroys, so. <laughs> yeah, Daredevil's pretty good. I like Daredevil a lot. I'm loving yeah. the Chip Zdarsky stuff. Mm-hmm. You remember that Zdarsky Devil? I've only read a little bit of the beginning of it, so I, I got to catch up. Get on, get on that app and pick up that Zadarsk Devil. Yeah, that chip guy can write. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kingpin gets so so mad at a rich person because he found out that the ultra rich are so much more evil than criminals that he kills him in a bathroom and feels very sad about it hmm. because he's the mayor of New York and he's like, I'm. I did everything. And these people, I'm rich. These people make me look poor. I can't deal with that. It's very good. That's I a good like Kingpin it. take. I like that. Uh, yeah, Kingpin Kingpin also thinks you should eat the rich. So that's fun. Yeah, unfortunately there is no uh, Daredevil extended cast and weapon lost. So there's not. There's just not a lot happening here. Um and it's not yeah. something I can recommend. Uh it it, it doesn't really have much consequence and aside from some some pretty handsome art i don't know what else to say about it i don't either uh do you like it better or worse than search for cyclops at 299 i mean i would give it the the edge only because artistically i think it's doing some better stuff i mean it's still has stuff at the in that uh first yeah Hunt where the reavers are, are coming after the cabin where uh the adamantium uh encased wolverine is but yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know that I would go too high, you know? Is it better than, is it better than the first Adam X, the extreme issue? That's at 286. Is it better than that? I mean, if we're, oh boy, I think from a, <laughs> from a craft perspective, probably yes. Um, but probably like, in terms of a story, I don't think we're really that much higher than, let's say, 284, which is Colossus Bloodline. You know, like it's it's telling a story that's largely inconsequential. It's probably better than Cable the Long Way. Yeah. Uh, where Cable goes to Genosha. Yeah. But I, th- I don't think I would put it above Bloodline, which is, you know, at least the fun concept that Peter is uh, descended from the actual Rasputin? That's kind of crazy. From the Mad Monk himself? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I this could be 285 then. Yeah. All right. Great. That's a good place for it. We did it. We did it. We found all the X-Men. And if you were listening at home, uh, you can hear some weird audio cues. And if you play this backwards at half speed, mm. you may be able to find the X-Men clues that we hid in this very episode. <laughs> Nope, it, we already did them, Adam. <laughs> you can't tell people. 
Dave Boca, thank you so much for being on this uh, Patreon feed and saying, hey, buds, I'd like to give you some money. If you want to be like Dave, save your money right now. There's a global pandemic. Everyone needs to help out whoever they can. Uh, if you seriously want to help out us, though, or get a story on this list, you can go to patreon.com slash Xavier Files. There's multiple different tiers, including early access to all the episodes, uh, exclusive knowledge on stuff, the ability to vote on what stories we're going to talk about uh, to fill out the rest of these, because uh, both of those other search and hunt stories did come from Patreon requests. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's about it. Uh, you can find what I've got going on at XavierFiles.com. Also, last week, uh, I was on Polygon.com. I ranked the top ten Wolverine stories, which was an excuse for a website to let me talk about that time Wolverine fought cocaine. <laughs> it was great. Good choices there, Zach. I thought that was a lot of fun. Uh, they, were, they were great. If you look at our list and compare it, you will notice that I took most of those stories from our list. Yeah. We've only ranked so many Wolverine stories, I didn't want to think about the other ones. <laughs> That's okay. It, w- it was a good uh, good combination. Um, another thing you covered recently, I think we mentioned on last episode, is the, uh, the collection, which is the uh, X-Men fan trading card set. So Yeah, um, we did that one. Yeah, so if you haven't downloaded that PDF, um, it is floating around. I think it's been covered now by uh, Xavier Files, Newsarama, um, I think CBR did a piece on it too. Um, make sure Comicbook.com your... did for sure, yeah. Yeah, that's who it was. I don't know if CBR did a thing, but um, definitely get your hands on that. If you're an X-Men fan, you will absolutely love it. Great art by uh, some really, really talented people, and uh, it was a lot of fun. So check and Adam, that out. Adam, this... This week, you showed up on a different podcast, didn't you? I showed up on... Oh, yeah. Uh, Luke Hare did um, this sort of, like, when the levees broke uh, interpretation of Ultimatum. Yeah, y'all know Ultimatum. It's very bad. It's not yeah. on this list yet. So I do a quick cameo there as um, Spider-Man's principal, uh, Sutris. Okay. I think it is. Uh, Zach, why, why aren't you on that? Because Luke forgot about me. Man, that's sad. That is not okay. Hopefully you'll be in part two. Um, so We'll see what happens. Yeah, if you go to at Coltreg on Twitter, um, you can listen to that. It's got uh, Miles Stokes from Explain the X-Men and a whole other bunch of really great, amazing people with great voices. And it's it's some interesting stuff. Yeah, um, I think that's all we've got going on next mm-hmm. week. You know what we're going to talk about, Adam? I, I, no, actually, I don't. What are we talking about next week? Let me go to the other Oh, here. dang it! I forgot about one of the stories we're covering next week. I hate it. Y'all, we'll talk about Phantom X next week. I love Phantom oh. X in general. Yay! That's a nice surprise. I'd forgotten about that. One of these stories is very bad, and we're going to yeah. have to deal with that. That's okay. Um, But until then, guys, um, I've got to tell you that this has been Battle of the Atom, and we hope you survived the experience. Get it!